Ashley Mazurek, and welcome back to the Balance Body Podcast. Today, I am in part two of my discussion on vaccines as it relates to the documentary from Ty and Charlene Bollinger. It was a nine-part documentary called The Truth About Vaccines. And for me, this is... Uh, to make everyone aware, if you don't have time to watch it or you don't want to spend the money in purchasing it to watch it because it's no longer available to watch for free, uh, my, I'm doing my job to keep those people in the know and to educate them on information that is unavailable. It's unavailable from my own experience and based off of understanding now new information as is because it's being suppressed. And so I think in order for anyone to make an informed decision about something, it's very important that we have all of the research. It's very important to have research. I, everyone knows I'm a science person. I like science. Do I make decisions off of just science? No way. Do I make decisions based off of just reading a book and there being facts and information? No way. Because I don't think one size fits all. But I do believe that it's important to have studies and information, especially when it comes to injecting somebody with something that's unnatural. And so... That's why I wanted to share this information. Uh, I, I, wish, I wish I had this information 14 years ago when I had my own child. I wish somebody would have told me all this stuff. I'm sure there are many mothers out there that feel the same. I'm sure my stepson's mother felt the same way. She would have known how toxic and how many neurotoxins were in substances that were going to be injected into a little tiny infant being without an immune system that is ready to uh, uphold all those toxins and fight against it. And it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that anyone would give a little tiny baby this many toxic contaminated substances um, and not know that that would potentially cause harm. And so I think with the rate of diseases out there and the epidemic of autism happening, it's important for anyone who wants to share information of any type of value to do, to do that. And so that's part of my conscience. And that's why I'm sharing this information. If if you do enjoy it, I would highly recommend you share it so that more people know, so that more people are informed, and so that there's no more diseases out there from the brain that cause our children to not be able to function and become something of value to society. So with that being said, we're going to talk about obviously vaccinations uh, and the there are two terms that are used interchangeably with the discussion of vaccinations and I don't know everything but I do know that I have learned quite a bit of information from this documentary 
that I was not aware of. So there's a difference between immunization and vaccination. So immunization just basically means that's your body's response in building its own immunity, sort of like an adapted response. Uh, we do this naturally all the time. Like I've never had a flu shot in my mind. Why would I put, put something in my body that I felt like my body was strong enough to do anyway on its own? That's just always my thought. Why would I go pay for somebody to inject when, you know, I'm sick, but it's not for very long. My body gets over it very quick. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do get sick. I get a little stuffy, runny nose, maybe a sore throat, but it lasts for like two days. And all I have to do is sleep more. And it's an important, for me, it's like, okay, it's a check-in. It's basically my body saying, hey, you're not taking care of me. Hey, you need to slow down. Hey, you need to rest more. And I, I need that lesson every now and then. And so sickness does that for me. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and brag and say I never get sick. I've never missed a day of work. Uh, th that's for sure. So um, vaccination. So, so immunization basically is an, immu an immunity that happens for life. So uh, vaccines are more harm, they compromise the immune system, and that's why people end up getting sick to other infections. Uh, vaccinations, unfortunately, have toxic elements and chemicals in them. If vaccines create an immunity, why then now are there booster shots? And more and more and more vaccines. We've got now in so the statistics changes, but it's at max 270 vaccines in the works. Why do we need that many? And you, know, you have to ask the question, why have we gone from like when I was a child from like five vaccines to now we have 29 and 72 by the time you're 18 years old? Why is that? And why, uh, why are... There are so many harmful ingredients within them. It is a question that is that shouldn't be suppressed and shut down, and we have the right to know that. So vaccination, vaccinations, it's short-term. It's artificial. And then the, the body doesn't have its own ability to create its immunity for life. It is short term. And so a strong immune system is what keeps us healthy. Now, apparently vaccines were created to prime the immune system, but unfortunately there's a lot of collateral damage that is happening. How do we know that? Because we have all these chronic diseases that came out uh, at the point in time, which the, the amount of vaccines like quadrupled and and that was at the at the year of 1989 vaccines are we have to go back and because the question always is why do doctors do this like what what is what is the deal here and so understanding that in the medical school vaccines are discussed very, very little. 
basically pediatricians, I'm sorry, doctors are told that vaccines save lives and to, or they're taught how to use the schedule and give. They aren't told that there's mercury in vaccines. Doctors don't know that there's neurotoxins in vaccines. They aren't taught anything about what is in a vaccine and why. And so what ends up happening is like my experience just about two years ago when I took my child out of Montessori school to put her in regular organized school, I I did that because I wanted to prepare her for high school. And in order to get into regular school, you have to have a physical. Well, the reason I put her in Montessori is because we didn't have, we didn't abide by the vaccine schedule at all. There, she has been given very little vaccines. And so, and the only reason she was is because my holistic pediatrician pushed it or now when I think back, she pretty much bullied me into saying how safe they were and how there, were, there was no mercury in them. But she didn't tell me that there was aluminum, which is also a neurotoxin in them. And so I went to several doctors to get a physical for my daughter and what we're told, which is basically called maternalism, is the pediatricians, everyone that I went to said, if you don't abide by the vaccine schedule, you need to leave my practice and I will not be able to do a physical on your child. Now, my child's never been to a doctor to be sick, so I naturally am just, this is like the first time going to a doctor um, because I need it for school. We had to search everywhere to find a pediatrician to sign off. And we ended up going back to the holistic pediatrician that she originally went to and paid a lot of money to just get a physical signed off on. I don't agree with that, that particular type of coercion. So the Academy of Pediatrics, the Academy of Pediatrics says that vaccines are okay. Pediatricians are being trained now in school to coerce parents to vaccinate and fire any parents unable to practice if they don't follow the CDC scheduling. Why does everyone get shut down? No media, no written word, no social media is allowed that talks in the support actually the the non-support of vaccines they don't say any there's nothing that you can read about vaccines being bad and the question is is why why aren't we hearing both sides and unfortunately what's being said by uh, many doctors out there many journalists out there uh, congressman posey is that this information is being suppressed and is being censored in editorials, in journals, in doctor's journals. It is, it is not being put out there. It's being thrown away. And anybody choosing to put a book out, like Dr. Humphreys put out 
dissolving illusions, basically all types of invaluable studies about vaccines and the history of vaccines. Um, they are, uh, they're being persuaded not to, they're not, they're not allowed to put their books on Amazon. They're not allowed to sell them on these platforms that could, uh, like Google, like Amazon, um, because these particular people that own these companies, like Gates, uh, are behind and partnered now with Big Pharma. And it's all about the Healthy People Act of 2020, where it's going to be, they're going to be pushing for mandating vaccines and people and these companies are standing to make millions and trillions of dollars off of producing vaccines and people will be forced to get them. And there was an interesting case, an example of a case being said in the documentary where a mother had a child that had adverse reactions, uh, similar, very similar to most cases of, of children who have uh, adverse reactions to the vaccines, like uh, basically eyes glazing over, uh, decrease or completely elimination of motor skills, i.e. walking, no longer talking. And when one particular woman went back to her pediatrician and after her child was diagnosed with autism, she asked her why and what she thought about the reaction her child got to those vaccines and does she think that the, the vaccines caused that and why would she ad administer those? And she said, this was the one statement after this mother showed her all the symptoms, results, timelines, diagnosis. The only thing the doctor said was because the pharmaceutical company said it was safe. These are our, doc our doctors that we put our trust and our faith in, and they don't have the information nor the 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 knowledge don't even know what's in these vaccines and they're administering and giving it to them so digging a little deeper here's why and dr tenpenny shares this information so there's a unfortunately pediatricianal practices they suffer from making enough money, I guess. And so there's huge financial benefits for doctors to comply with the CDC schedule, which this there's a payout being given to these pediatricians by the Blue Cross Blue Shield. And it's called the Combo 10. Combo 10. And what it says is, depending on each pediatrician's practice of you know, anywhere from a thousand to you can have up to 10,000, 13,000. I've heard doctor had 13,000 patients for each patient. If they comply with the CDC schedule, meaning they get all of their 27 vaccines by the age of two years of age, and that practice is at 63 or above percent, meaning the pediatrician's practice 
of all their uh, patients, if 63% of them did comply with the CDC schedule and got the 27 vaccines, for each patient, the Blue Cross Blue Shield will give that pediatrician $400 per child. Now think about that's for a year. Per year, they look at that. And so if not, if it's 62%, then they don't get $400. And so if they've got even a thousand, and that's a low number of patients, a thousand patients, and they all comply with the CDC schedule, that's $400,000 a year that that pediatrician gets. So there's big money to be made. And so I guess my point uh, throughout this, this whole series that I'll be talking about is at what point did we de develop the conscience where money was more important than saving these little babies' lives and not turning them into um, invalids that basically don't have the brain power to function like um, a lot of these autistic kids. And so what we're dealing with today is a result of one in six children have nerve development disability. One in 50 are autistic. One in 10 have ADHD and one in 20 children under the age of five years of age have seizures. And so we talked about if, if there's all this of with autism, it's an infl inflammation of the brain. So this is, this is essentially what's happening is there are these neurotoxins that we've discussed in the last part and aluminum being one of it. It's actually present in the HEB A and HEB B vaccine, the DTAP, the TAP D, the HIB, the HPV, and the pneumococcal. They're toxic to the nervous system. And essentially they bind these, these aluminum nanoparticles form and bind to the toxins, which get injected and they go to the brain and cause a massive amount of harm. And so another toxin, mercury, thimerosal. Now, now versus before, there are trace amounts of that uh, and aluminum within your vaccines. There's a documentary called Trace Amounts by John F. K. Jr. on this that I would highly recommend if you're interested. There are 240, 240 studies, actual studies, show that it's dangerous. Question is, is why if it's so dangerous, are they putting it in vaccines that it cause speech delays, tics, speech pathologies? And the sooner it gets into the system, the greater the risk of, of autism. Polio. Polio is a gastrointestinal virus that looked like the flu, a virus that's swallowed. 95% affected by polio would be asymptomatic. Polio, I thought of paralysis when, I, when they started just talking about polio, but only less than 1% of polio patients have paralysis. And then they also found that there were other viruses similar to polio that also caused paralysis back in the 40s and 50s, like DDT, um, which 
if you're not familiar, back in the 1943 to 1952 was repackaged. It, it was um, a nerve gas weapon, uh, which which was then repackaged after the war as a mosquito killer and sprayed liberally on swimming pools and in children's cafeterias. DDT, they sprayed that around our children. So DDT and arsenic has been shown mimics the polio virus from start to finish. Uh, arsenic, uh, is a uh, disease of paralysis to the anterior horn uh, spinal disease, which basically looks like polio, is what they ended up creating was a graph showing from 1945 to 1953 the pesticide production of the DDT and arsenic and a correlation to a polio outbreak. And basically the graph showed a six month lag that when there was an influx of DDT being sprayed uh, as a mosquito killer, six months later, it showed a polio outbreak and so very much what we're seeing here is that um, that DDT and arsenic, basically that the DDT caused polio uh, symptoms. And so they came out with a vaccine and the, um, in the 50s, a polio vaccine. And basically showed a decrease of polio outbreak by 75%. But what they didn't tell you, that was, they, they went around bragging that there was a decrease by 75% of polio, polio after the vaccine came out. But they didn't share that the CDC basically came, gave out and required a new criteria and made it much harder for doctors to diagnose polio. So what I'm saying is that's where the decrease came was the, the mere fact that doctors had a hard time even diagnosing it. Um, and then that basically was a big scam to prove. Um, that was their way of proving that the vaccine was helpful. And since, the, and since there was basically uh, an incident called the Cutter Incident, and Dr. Susan Humphreys talks about this, that the live virus vaccine from polio was causing more paralysis in people with the vaccine than those that did not get the vaccine. And that was mainly because uh, well, and, and the Cutter incident also uh, showed that most the people that got the polio vaccine were paralyzed or were killed by it, and those that weren't had already created an, Im an immunity to it. And that was because the polio virus vaccine was contaminated with SV40, 
which if you look at the research on that causes non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, blood and brain cancers. And so now the conclusion on the polio vaccine is we haven't given it since 2000 because of the six, in the 60s, every case of polio came from the polio vaccine. These are valuable pieces of information that I feel like are important for everyone to know. Uh, and I'm, I don't mean to tell you or judge you if you choose to do vaccines. I think what's most important for me right now is that you get to hear information that's valid to helping you come to the conclusion that you need to. There are available vaccines that are healthy for people and we'll talk about those. So um, um, I, I'm just, I'm an advocate that, and always have been by nature, that no one should make you do anything you choose not to on your own accord. I don't think that any government has the right to w w tell you what to do with your own body. We don't, we don't live in a communist society. So it's very surprising to hear that in the future, there's a possibility that someone could tell you what to do with your own children and with your own body, especially when there's basically uh, research and there is many sightings that say that there are no safety studies. There are no studies that have been done to see if there are long-term effects of these contaminated vaccines and, and uh, determined whether or not they're truly safe over the long term and um, are willing to admit to the incidents in the past of cover-ups that basically have been proven over and over that vaccines have caused, like the MMR, have caused uh, neurological diseases like autism. If they knew that, why weren't we told? And those are things I don't agree with. And I think that I am wanting to share this and I hope and I value the opportunity to share and give you this information. It's you for to do whatever you will or whatever you want with it. Um, I thought it was just important. Thank you for your time. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.